Hello and welcome to Twin Talk. I'm Angie and I'm here with my sister Joy. And today we're going to be discussing the book Educated. So Educated is a memoir by Tara Westover and it was written in 2018. So Joy, you're the person that introduced me to this book and I'm glad you did. Um, I thought it was a very interesting book. What was, uh, what's your overall impression of the book? Uh, the book was fascinating. Like, I did not want to quit listening to it. I, mm -hmm. I'm like, I, it was, the the word that kept coming to me over and over was, this is fascinating stuff, that mm -hmm. this is true, this really happened in, here in the United States. Yeah, uh, same here. I was like, this is the most fast. it was one of those books like, you, you know, you hear the old turn. It was a page turner. Mm -hmm. um, it's definitely a page it turner. It was one of those books that every time I got a free moment, I was like, oh, I want to keep, I want to listen to Same it. Same here. Yeah. I just, I, I probably finished it in two or three days, mm -hmm. if I remember correctly. It was absolutely fascinating. Uh, unforgettable. I'll never forget yeah. her story. At the same time, the reason it was fascinating was because it was so tragic. And yes, it's. Um, it's, it was, it's a very tragic story, mm -hmm. but it has a happy ending. I'll never forget. In some ways. Um, you were like you had you were reading it or listening to it, and um, I remember you called me one day and you were like, uh, "Angie, this is the best book, but I just want to warn you, it's about abuse." Yeah. You said I didn't realize that this uh, most no, a lot had, of this was about. I had uh, no abuse. clue what mm -hmm. the book was even about. It's mm -hmm. just on our teen read list at the school where I work mm -hmm. and I know that our librarian puts a lot of thought into every book and every book on the list she's researched and it's won awards or there's every one of them are good so I knew it was going to be good I just didn't know what it was about okay so yeah. just I'll just we'll read a real quick summary of it so if you'll just read um what's that right okay. there that's the summary of it okay educated is an autobiographical account that follows the life of Tara Westover a young girl born in rural Idaho to Mormon survivalist. The memoir is divided into three parts. Part one focuses on Tara's early childhood in Bucks Peak, a rural and isolated community. Tara is the youngest of seven children. Her father, referred to under the pseudonym Jean, runs a metal scrapyard on their property. Faye, quote-unquote, Tara's mother, is an herbalist, midwife, and healer. Tara discusses how her mother began her career as a midwife, and she also recounts a terrible car accident that caused her mother to sustain a serious brain injury. Okay, so... Sorry, I think I, little, I read a little more than I was supposed to. Oh, I just wanted you to read the highlighted part. Oh, sorry. That's okay. That's <laughs> yeah, all right. But no, that's good, because that, that's good that you read all that. Um, so basically, you know, you've got a formula here of a Mormon survivalist. So what, yeah. what's not interesting about that? Yeah. <laughs> and I do want to point out, yeah. and I went to school, my roommate, mm -hmm. one of my roommates in college was a Mormon, mm -hmm. and, and I'm glad that Tara said this at the beginning of the book. She's saying, this is not common of Mormons. It's... Mm -hmm. Her dad had a mental illness. He was bipolar. She does. Right. They're pretty sure he's bipolar. And it has nothing to do with them being Mormon. It's more about the mental illness that, and the brainwashing that went on with the dad. Yeah. You know, at the very beginning of the book, you know, so typically, sometimes I guess in books, they'll kind of have like a little introduction or they'll maybe... Uh, credit people who helped him write the book. Mm -hmm. So when at the beginning, it's, I don't know if you remember, but she reads this long list of names mm -hmm. that the following names in the book are not these people's real names. Yeah. Well, and it didn't occur to me till halfway through the book. Oh, there's a reason why she's not giving right. real names in this book. Because, be buddy, she 
uh, she had some a very abusive brother, a very abusive dad, and in a way, her mom just turned a blind eye to all the abuse. Mm-hmm. And when she wrote this book, she didn't hold back. She told exactly what it was and who did what and when, and that's why she had to use pseudonyms for their names because I'm sure she knew there'd be backlash. Yeah. So to me, one of the most fascinating things was the fact that she grew up in. A scrapyard. Yeah. Okay, that's not a typical... I'm not, I'm, I know there's a lot of children who, who have grown up that way in mm-hmm. their life, but um, having a crazy father and growing up in a scrapyard, mm-hmm. that's a little different. Kind of a, it was almost a deadly combination because mm-hmm. she because they were homeschooled, which really, according to Tara... There was, there was it was pretty much non-existent. Mm-hmm. They said they were homeschooling, but they really there really wasn't much schooling going on, depending on who you talk to. But mm-hmm. so the dad would make the sons, and of course Tara uh, would make them work in the scrapyard. And because he wasn't mentally there, mm-hmm. he put them into dangerous situations all the time. Mm-hmm. There was always somebody getting hurt. And yeah. we're not talking minor cuts and scratch. Right. We're talking brain injuries. Like we're someone talking, lost part of a finger one time. Yes. And, we're talking um, people getting crushed and people yeah. getting mutilated. I mean, this is not little stuff. This is like almost dying type stuff. Yeah, and for her to be such a young girl mm-hmm. in this environment, that part just absolutely blew my mind. Yeah. Um, now, she, of all her siblings, she had a brother named Tyler, and in the book, he kind of was, he kind of didn't really fit in. He stuttered, mm-hmm. he had a um, stutter when he talked, and yeah. um, anyway, he actually moves off to go to Brigham Young University, and when he leaves, I think that's the point when Tara starts to really feel alone, mm-hmm. um, and she just, uh, she starts to feel kind of isolated once yeah. he leaves, because he and was he's like... he's the first person that even put the idea into her, her head that it was possible to go to school. Mm-hmm. He's the one that said, hey, you can go to college, and she's like, what? I don't even, I haven't even been to school, and he says, all you have to do yeah, is... Yeah, she's stuck. I haven't even been to high school. Yeah, and he explains to her, hey, as long as you can pass this ACT... Mm-hmm. And get a certain score, you can get into college, and that's when she begins to study for the ACT. Yeah, and actually, we're getting ready to talk about that because that part to me was fascinating. Yeah. So as but but here's here's the, the meat of the story to me. This is this was just horrifying to me. But as she be, turns into a teenager, uh, she begins to be physically and psychologically abused by her older brother Sean, mm-hmm. which that's not his real name. Um, and the book talks a lot about the different times that he physically abused her. Yes. And it was just physically it was and awful. mentally calling yes. her every name in the book. Yeah, and um, so uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't really know if we really want to get into, you know, let's just just as an example, um, he would take her um, arm and twist it behind her back to the point where she literally thought her arm was going to break. Yeah, and I think he did break it one time. He would. Then he would, he would, he would, and he knew he had taken some type of form of, oh, some type of martial arts or something. Mm-hmm. So he knew all these maneuvers. Yes, and he knew all the how pressure to sub- points. He knew to how to subdue people and, and mm-hmm. put you at their his will and his yes. mercy. He would take her head and shove it into the toilet. Mm-hmm. And were you wondering where the mom was? Yes, all that's this? why. I, okay, honestly, yeah, I can't stand the brother and he's abusive. Mm-hmm. But and the but the. Here's the thing. The dad was abusive in that he was always putting her in dangerous situations. Mm-hmm. And, oh, my gosh, she described two horrific car wrecks that were both really the dad's fault. Mm-hmm. Horrific. People almost getting killed. 
But what made me so angry was, you know that the mom saw and heard mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff that was going on and never stepped in to do anything about it. So later in the story, there is a, I don't know if you remember, there's a passage where she finds her mother crying in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And she kind of, there's a little revelation, just a glimpse yeah. of her mom uh, kind of spilling out uh, all the abuse that she's had to endure over the years because of her husband. Who's yeah. this, you know... Um, the mom, I think the mom could see what was going on, but yeah. she was too scared and so busy. She, they had so many kids. I think she was so busy and so scared and so intimidated by her husband that well, she just and turned I, a blind and eye. And I felt like she was brainwashed. Uh, yes. the, the whole family was brainwashed to some extent yes, by the dad. She always, yeah, they would always take... Behind his back, they would take Tara's side sometimes, yes. but in front of him, uh-uh. And the they mom would always side. take her side, but the minute he was in the picture, mm-hmm. she would backpedal and change her story yes. every time. It just shows mm-hmm. how manipulated and how scared they were. Yes, of yeah, and he was he he was just such a force to be reckoned with mm-hmm. that it was easier to go along with him than it was to oppose And him. another thing was always because God said this or God yeah. said that. So he would use... That to prick their conscience is well, if God really told dad that, mm-hmm. or if, you know, he's supposedly the dad claimed to be this godly man and he mm-hmm. would get revelations from God. Well, obviously not. They all looked up was, to him and respected him. Yes, it was almost like he was respected. a prophet. Yes, yeah. he's almost treated like a prophet. And because so of that, me, they never questioned his methods, yes. which were horrible. To me, that's yeah. what weighed in so heavily. Mm-hmm. If it had just been a mentally ill father, mm-hmm. but the fact he would. Uh, add God to the scenario, yeah. then they're like, wait, what if God really is telling him to do this or telling him to do that? Mm-hmm. Or that I'm, you know, she's constantly being told she's evil. She always claims that to have a front row seat with God, like, you mm-hmm. know, like he was telling him, and he's so humbled that he got the revelation. Yes. But the one telling thing in the book to me was when she said, when dad was talking, everyone had to shut up, be still, and listen. Mm-hmm. But when anyone else talked, he wouldn't listen. Yeah. He never listened to anyone else. You, But you had to be reverent yes. quiet while he was talking, but not the other way around. Yes. What's the word when someone's only about themselves? Oh, uh, narcissist. Yes. He I was very, he yeah, was a he big was narcissist. <laughs> yeah. So, but that's, I can think the biggest thing that struck me was, not only was she dealing with, well, my dad says it, but God, he says that mm. God's saying to do this or God's saying that. And so that, as a part of the brainwashing. Yeah. And here she was. She was only like 14 or so, and she had never been taught anything about the facts of life. Mm-mm. And then she has her brother, Sean, the abuser, telling mm-hmm. her, you're going to turn into a slut. You're going to yeah. turn into this. And she didn't even know what that meant. No. But yet she's being psychologically yeah. abused for something she didn't even know what they were talking yeah, about. Yeah, she's constantly be to- being told that she's a bad person mm-hmm. and... And he would go and say, people downtown are talking about her mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And just, it was, it was, it was horrific, the things yeah. that she he, had He called her every name under the book. Yeah. And she was not even guilty of the things he no, was accusing her of. she was very innocent of these things. Yeah. So, naturally, she, so she kind of, you know, after a while, after all the abuse and this, she's living in this toxic home with her dad and her brother and her mom. They all, it was just the perfect storm, yeah. you know. But so she finally realizes she needs to get out of there. And she starts kind of listening to her brother's advice about going to college. And Joy, <laughs> I know you'll agree with me on this. She takes the ACD and gets a 28. 
Was that the first time that she took it? Um, I, the well, I know. I believe the first time she got like a twenty-six or something. Okay. I don't remember. I, this is where it's been a while since I've read it. But I mean, the fact that she ended up with the twenty-eight yes, blows it was, my mind. I thought she got a twenty the first time, mm-hmm. which would have been amazing. Never having gone to school. Yeah. I think um, she went to school for a few months in the fourth grade. Well, I think or her final, her high score was a twenty. Yeah, I think yeah. after studying and yeah, she took the test several times, I believe. So and I won't even mention what mine was. Okay, here I went to school kindergarten through twelfth grade, mm-hmm. and she basically occasionally would find an old school book to read out of the mm-hmm. basement. And the girl gets a twenty-eight on her. And ACT. she did study her behind off. She does yes. say she studied yeah. hard for, and it was mainly the math part. She said she felt uh, she taught herself trigonometry yes. and algebra. She taught herself trigonometry. Yeah. I'm like, and her dad was a genius at math. Yes. He just he could come to all these really complicated, do all these complicated yeah, she, mathematical equations. He just didn't know kind of the method to how he got there. That was one of the most interesting parts of the book to me was there was mm-hmm. a passage where her mom and her worked on a, a trigonometry mm-hmm. problem for ever. I forget. For they two just, or three for, days. For like two or three days they were trying to work on a problem. The dad, they said, he walks in the room and she says, Dad, do you know the answer to this? And he sits and looks at it and kind of visually, right? He scribbles a few things on the paper yeah. and he, he's like, here, this is the answer. Well, he, the answer he wrote was correct. He didn't know how he got and it. he didn't know how he got correct. it, but it was the correct answer. So he so, was a smart guy when I, it came to math. I do believe that because of his, a lot of his kids were very successful later in life mm-hmm. uh, in their scholarly success, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I don't know what I'm trying to say. But anyway, I do believe he was a very smart man. Yeah, I believe that both parents were smart and passed it down to their kids. They just didn't get to, because they weren't educated yeah. um, very much throughout their childhood, mm-hmm. they just didn't get to reach their fullness until later, their potential. Okay, so basically she, you know, she passes the ACT and even though she's never graduated high school, and that part was fuzzy to me. I'm like, how do you get into Brigham Young without... Do they not look at your high school diploma? I have no idea. I know that the ACT is a major factor. Yeah, I thought that was the only thing about the book that was fuzzy to me. I was thinking, okay, I understand that you passed ACT. It seems like she said she had to forge a few papers. Oh, maybe that's what it was. But yeah, I'm thinking usually they look at your GPA and your ACT score, depending on the college. I don't know. But nevertheless, she ends up at Brigham Young University, and then it talks about what a difficult time she has adjusting, because, you know, Mm -hmm. she's living with these roommates, and they're all, in her eyes, very worldly. You know, she grew up very, very, very sheltered, of course. You know, Mm -hmm. she... She felt like, like, because they, like, she mentioned something about one of the girls had on, oh, I'll never forget, the girl had on, like, a pair of shorts or sweats, and it said Juicy on the back, and yeah. she was, she was appalled, yeah. you know, that that girl would be wearing that, but. Because she um, usually dressed like a boy. Yeah, she, she dressed. She would wear a boy's jean, baggy jeans, loose She shirts. was encouraged to, to, you know, anything that might show your shape or your figure yes. would have been sinful in the eyes of her family. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she she does begin dating a, a boy named Char- Charles in the town, um, and it talks about after college she does go home for a summer vacation and she 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 works in the scrapyard to make a little money that summer, but while she's at home her brother starts abusing her again. Well, this time, uh, I believe it was over Thanksgiving break, uh, her boyfriend actually witnesses her brother mm-hmm. abusing her. And he begs her to report it, and she won't do it. I know. So she's That's caught. something I think that people who have never been abused don't understand. Mm-hmm. Because they say that's very common for people who are abused to not want to report 
the abuser to the police or whoever, mm-hmm. they always feel like, well, it's partly my fault. They yeah. think it's very common for the person who was abused to feel somewhat responsible, like mm-hmm. they deserve the abuse. And I don't remember how she felt about well, it, but why in the world she would not report her the, brother? But the I way don't she, it's, and it was fascinating to me, the way she described her abusive encounters with her brother mm-hmm. was almost as if she was on the outside watching it yeah, happen. It it's was almost, almost like, like she... It's almost she, like she left her body. Almost like an out-of-body yes. experience where she... Because she... It was like a coping mechanism because mm-hmm. she couldn't deal with it. Yeah. Um, so... And I don't understand why she even went home on breaks and things because mm-hmm. he basically threatened to kill her many, several mm-hmm. times and her boyfriend even attested like... He's even, I've even read something on the internet where he said, I was there mm-hmm. on the phone when he was calling and threatened, he's threatened to kill her many times. Yeah. So, and I know she wants to see her family, but I think if I knew I had a brother who lived right there, who was going to, and who had, who she knows he's capable of some pretty horrible things. Yeah. And he's threatened to kill her several uh, times. Why in the world there she's There is something going that's home? coming up we're going to talk about okay. that we're talking and about. And what but, makes um, it worse is that the parents don't, or they just laugh at They just kind of brush it under the rug. Oh, he wasn't being serious. Oh, you know, he doesn't really mean it. They refuse to see what's really happening right before yes. their eyes. Like, everything's always... They would always, never admit, they would never, ever admit... It was like he's the golden child. that he would be abusive. If yeah. he said anything, oh, he's just being funny. He's mm-hmm. just kidding around. Right. If they didn't actually see something happen, they always took his side over terror, yeah. always. Um, and then another big climax in the story which we don't really have time to get into but her father is in a really horrible accident mm-hmm. uh, basically something ex- catches fire and, and explodes in the junkyard mm-hmm. and he, it's almost like half his face was blown off it wasn't yeah. that bad but major, it, uh, a lot of his burns. skin was burnt and part of his lips were melted off well they don't believe in hospitals so he goes home and the mom basically keeps him alive just by on a spy string mm-hmm. he's barely alive they don't there's several days they really don't think he's going to make it but of course they don't believe in hospitals and his mom the herbalist is treating him with herbs and things and of course when it's all said and done he survives and he uh what was it he said that it was through his pain god was using his pain to mm-hmm. speak to others yeah. or, it was something that didn't he really uses make it sense as a platform to, to tell others about god and how yeah. how the her how those essential and, oils and things like that saved his life and, and god I, of course and he ironically this is to me the most ironic part of the story was her mom actually becomes very, very successful. Mm-hmm. She ends up having this a huge business where they sell essential herbs oils. and essential mm-hmm. oils, and they become pretty wealthy yeah, off of they it. Actually yeah, actually become pretty wealthy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, you know, life's kind of weird at times, isn't it? But anyway, um, so she basically she she then she went back to B uh, BYU, and this part's. Her, everything about this book's fascinating. Yeah. So at this point, she finds out she's been accepted to Cambridge University. Mm-hmm. And Do like, like a study abroad program yes, or something. Yeah. yeah, so she gets to go abroad and it's an exchange program. Mm-hmm. And I wanted, I never did, but I wanted to Google pictures of Cambridge because she was. Uh, describing some of the buildings where mm-hmm. she and it was I was thinking oh of course I'd have been 
in oh, heaven in Cambridge. Absolutely, you know? yeah. It sounds beautiful. Yeah, but she got to be just, you know, and, she, and the, whole, the whole time, of course, she's admitting, you know, here I am, like a fish out of water. I feel like I'm the last person that should be here, but there she is, you know. Mm-hmm. And while she's there, she develops a really close relationship with a professor, and I, I don't mean anything... Um, Nothing inappropriate. Inappropriate, but he... More like he, a father figure. Yeah, he truly sees that she's got all this potential, and he encourages her to return to Cambridge for graduate school. And then... She is awarded the Gates Scholarship. Mm-hmm. Well, the Gates Scholarship, as you know, is a very prestigious scholarship. And is she got to study at Trinity College. Yeah. So, okay, so in the last part of the book, um, basically she returns home for the holidays. And she learns that Sean's new wife is now the victim of Sean's violent abuse. Mm-hmm. Surprise, surprise, right? And, and um, she tried... <clears throat> Didn't she try to warn her not oh, yeah. to marry, her, not to marry him? Um, and she's yeah. like, uh, and the girlfriend says, "Well, he's just very close to God, and he struggles more than most men because yeah. he's been called by God." Somehow she was making excuses. Yes, for him. basically because he's been called by God to do great things, he must suffer more, and he's more. Basically, he's a complicated man. But I'm going to forgive him all the abuse because uh, he's going to be a great man who's going to do great things or something to yeah. that effect. And it was at this point, you've already mentioned this, but it was at this point when she's over at Cambridge that uh, Sean basically starts uh, saying things like he he wants to kill her sister, Audrey, because mm-hmm. they find out that he had also, Audrey's her older sister who he had abused in the past. Tara did not know this until she was in college that mm-hmm. Audrey finally admits that and he... And then she, Audrey backpedals and said, mm-hmm. no, once Audrey starts feeling the heat from the mom and dad and Sean, yeah. she's like, oh no, so I didn't say that. The part of the book that I literally wanted to just choke her father mm-hmm. was when she finally confronts her parents after all these years and says, he abused me all these years, he's abused Audrey, and now he's abusing his wife. And guess what the dad says? Show me proof. I have to have proof. Mm-hmm. Just give me some proof. Yeah. And I'm thinking, you know, mm-hmm. it was like in his mind, I, he couldn't just believe what his daughter told him. He mm-hmm. had to see it, you know. And then, okay, this is the part that absolutely blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was an evening, I guess, when they had, oh, they wanted him to come over so they could discuss these allegations that Tara had said. Mm-hmm. They find out later, she looks out in the yard or something, and she sees his German Shepherd, or I don't mm-hmm. remember if it was a German Shepherd, but it was a dog, his dog, dead. He had stabbed it multiple times. Yeah. I think he was so angry that Tara had accused him I of think abuse that's what to the happened. parents that he got so angry that he went out and stabbed his beloved dog. Violently, and then he, he later tells... The parents, oh, I did it because he wouldn't uh, quit bothering the yeah, chickens. Yeah, he was eating, or he was killing the chickens. Yeah. So I thought, well, isn't yeah. there, there's a much then, more humane way to kill a dog comes, than stabbing it to death. And when he comes in and sits down by Tara on the couch after he's brutally murdered his dog, mm-hmm. he slips the bloody knife into her hand. Mm-hmm. And to me, that was like. In front of the parents. Yeah. And they don't even blink And they don't even think nothing of it. I know. That just and, shows and you and how warped they are. She's literally sitting there shivering and shaking on the couch. She's mm-hmm. so terrified of this maniac. And the parents, are like, da, 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 da. like, like I'm, I'm thinking he just slipped a bloody knife into her hand mm-hmm. and she's just telling you that the guy's crazy and he's threatening to kill her and her sister and they refuse and to believe her. that no matter what it was they refuse to believe her the part that got to me and that was probably the worst part you're right where he killed his dog with a knife mm-hmm. but where he got angry at his wife and they had a newborn baby 
And he got angry about... She brought home the wrong type of chips or something. Something ridiculous. Something stupid, He's, yeah. He kicks her out of the trailer, locks the door where she can't back in. She's Is she holding the baby? I can't remember. I, I think remember. she's holding the baby. She's barefoot. It's snowing. Mm -hmm. You know, this is up in Idaho. Like, really tall snow. She runs through the snow barefoot with no coat or anything on to his parents' house, mm -hmm. crying, asking for help. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, we better have a talk with them. And yeah. We are, we're going we're gonna to be very stern with them and tell them this is an appropriate behavior. I mean, this is no. like crazy. And, of course, they when they talk to him, it's like a little slap on the wrist. Like, well, what's wrong, Sean? What's going on, Sean? Why would you do that to your wife, Sean? It's crazy. You know what they say. Denial ain't just a river in Egypt. No, no major <laughs> denial. Yeah, um, when yeah, I mean, you talk about a family who is totally in denial and have I don't even know I don't even know what to say. It it just absolutely amazes me. I just can't imagine. That, even it doesn't matter how much I love one of my children. If I saw them abusing another one of my children, I could not turn a blind eye okay, to now it. Now, here, here's here's the clincher, okay? Audrey, who was abused all those years before Tara ever was, mm -hmm. writes a letter to Tara while she's in college and says, Sean has been, quote, saved by God and is now absolved of his sins. Yeah. Okay? I get that. I mm -hmm. believe that God forgives us of yes. our sins, but mm -hmm. as we find out later in the story, he really hadn't changed his no, stripes. No, I just think he said yeah. what people so, wanted to hear. once they all agree, so the parents and Audrey and the wife, they're all saying that, oh, he's, you know, he's absolved by God, whatever. Now they all believe because Tara isn't so quick to forgive him, which is mm -hmm. understandable. Right. Because she's not so quick to accept him and forgive him. They all believe that she has been overtaken by the devil. Mm -hmm. And um, then September, they, now she's now, uh, I, we haven't gotten to this part yet, but she actually goes from Cambridge to Harvard. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now she's at Harvard. Working on a PhD. Working a on a PhD. Only been to school a few months of her right. life and has made it all the way up through a bachelor's and master's and now working on her PhD. Yes, uh, which this is, is all from a girl tough. who grew up on a scrapyard in Idaho with yeah, a that's few why books the book's in so her fascinating. basement. To me, that's mm. why the book's so fascinating. You go yeah. from someone who has no education to earning a PhD from an Ivy League college. So basically, in this, this part, I, I could not wrap my head around it. So I, uh, her parents come to visit her at Harvard. Mm -hmm. And they stay with her in her yeah, dorm room. Yeah, in a hotel. They, and they refuse to get a hotel. They stay they, in her room. <laughs> and she said, she said at one point it would have absolutely devastated her to have her dad run but she said here he was going to the communal bathroom wearing a towel <laughs> and I was just cracking up I mm -hmm. thought but well, you know a lot of these people at Harvard that might and not have seemed point, like such a strange thing to them I guess but at this point they're actually making money I'm like why didn't they get a I think it's I think it was part of their beliefs the, and yeah the whole point and, of them being there was they were going yeah. to give her one final chance oh to, yeah they were on a pilgrimage yeah or, they or a felt mission. like she yeah. was possessed by Satan yeah but, uh, and the dad so save her so they, they take her out to, there's a place in, somewhere near Harvard that they consider, uh, that Mormons consider sacred, I believe. Mm -hmm. And I can't, it, it's in here somewhere, but I don't remember. Oh, it's called the Sacred Grove in Palmyra, New York. And they take her there and they, they're hoping to revert her and hoping she'll come back home and become the old Tara she used to be, you know, because she's getting worldly, you know, mm -hmm. and all that. And and she she doesn't embrace or listen, or, you know, she doesn't, uh, they want her, basically it's almost like they're saying, 
admit yeah admit that that you've lied that, and admit that you no longer have the same beliefs we do that yeah. you're, you're a heathen now yeah. they want her to admit yeah. that she has she's well, fallen away from god yes and so she refuses to do it well the dad eventually is like well i feel an evil presence in this room and they say they have to leave and they yeah. basically just run out because yeah. they're they, they're so uncomfortable there they feel like she's literally in bed with the devil you know okay so this is the sad part, really. So she returns to, after that encounter with her parents, she experiences a nervous breakdown. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, because after I was reading the summary of the book, it says, you know, that she had a nervous breakdown. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't realize she had a nervous breakdown, but I should have known that, because... Yeah, and she it's almost I like mean, she had PTSD, because she yes. had been through so many traumatic experiences, physically and mentally. I'm just saying it's weird that it yeah. took them saying nervous yeah. breakdown for me to realize, yeah. oh, yeah, duh, Angie, because... Everything she described yeah. was someone having a nervous breakdown. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she she would have night terrors. She yes. would wake up and just be screaming. She would wake up in the middle of the street sometimes. It was, yes. Uh, like, she would be in her dorm, and then she would wake up in the middle of the street, like, outside mm-hmm. of her dorm. I mean, she actually was doing things I've read that soldiers do after war. Yeah. And it's because she had been through so many traumatic experiences. Right. So, basically, she almost fails to get her Ph.D. because she's having this nervous yeah. breakdown, and she's not working on her... Uh, you know the things that she's supposed to be doing. Um, but but once she gets counseling, that's when things start turns around. Mm-hmm. She actually finds a counselor, and I think she might have been very reluctant to go at first. Yeah. Um, but once she finds it, it, things start turning around for her. Right. It finally showed her her reality had been warped for so long. Mm-hmm. Once someone actually started pointing out that's not normal. Those are not normal. Your parents aren't normal. That situation's mm-hmm. not normal. Your life's not normal. And she started to see things yeah. from a different perspective. That's when she started to heal. Through her education, through her classes, and she, oh, and her dissertation is on Mormonism. Yes. So once mm-hmm. she starts seeing things from an outside perspective, and mm-hmm. she's out of her bubble, and she starts learning knowledge of how the world works, and mm-hmm. she sees that a lot of things her dad told her of her life were lies... She now can look at everything with a new perspective, mm-hmm. and she actually goes back home to her grandmother's funeral. But unfortunately, even though she tries to reconcile with her family, she's still estranged because yeah. none of them, they are, they all look at her as if, well, she never has And I think to or, this day, she's estranged from not yeah. every member, but most of her family. Yeah, so so basically the memoir, it, it ended with, basically she recognized that her past self and her present self. She realized it's almost like she's two different people yeah. now. And she realized she's... In, I'm just going to read this last part. It says she realizes she can still coexist despite the alienation from her family. But most importantly, Tara credits her formal and informal education for allowing her to grow into the scholar and citizen she is today. So the we're going to close uh, now, but I just wanted to ask you, did this story change your perception of education Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and its importance, and if so, how? Yeah, I think I've just always taken for granted, well, everybody gets educated here in the United States, mm-hmm. but not necessarily. And just because people say they are homeschooling doesn't necessarily mean that they are doing what they say they are. Mm-hmm. And so all the things we take for granted, like she had never even heard of the Holocaust. When she got mm-hmm. to college, she had never even heard of the Holocaust. Just things we take for granted that everybody should know, she didn't know, but yeah, it does change. It just makes me realize how important education is as far as having a general understanding of the world's history, general understanding of just, you know, I don't know, life in general. Well, 
and if you're if you're living in a, a toxic home like that, and and you never hear any outside perspectives, how do you know that right. there there is anything else other than right. that? You know, you all don't, you know is what you've been told. All you know is what you've been told. But you know, it's like we were talking earlier before the podcast. I said that old adage. You know, all my life I've heard people say, "Oh, it's so important that you get an education," mm-hmm. but it never really occurred to me why it's important you get an education. Right. Until, I always think of it in terms of. Help Career, you get a job. And job yes. be, well, you have to be educated to get a job, but it's not just that. You just it's, hit what I was. It just came to me what I've been thinking, but it just um, just kind of came to my mind when you said that. To me, education was always about uh, just helping you make it through life. You know, yeah. I, I can balance a checkbook. Um, yeah. Um, I can I can do basic math. You know, mm-hmm. I can read. I can write. But it just never hit me that it's it's a revelation of there's more out there than what than what yeah i see yeah it exposes you to other cultures yeah other ways of thinking yes uh, i took an anthropo excuse me an anthropology class and a geography class and both of them were very eye-opening mm-hmm. i mean it just it just makes you realize sometimes we really do just live in a little bubble yeah and education is just something that and kind I think of pops we, that bubble and helps us get yeah. us out and i just think we take it for granted here in the united mm-hmm. states i always think about africa some of these countries you have to pay for your uniform you have to pay for your books and a lot of people don't go to school because they can't afford the tuition they can't afford mm-hmm. the uniform they can't afford the books where everything's free here in the United States. Public schools are free. And I get really frustrated whenever I see, especially our students, just take that for granted. And I wish, mm-hmm. honestly, I wish they could read books like these or visit another country and go, oh, I, I, you know, I really have it made. I'm very blessed. You know, I think it takes a different perspective and seeing, being exposed to different cultures to truly appreciate what we have here. Now, I can't really think of a good word rating for this book. I forgot to think of one prior, but um, how many, um, let's see, what would be a good... Um, mm, I know, I almost said... Um, terror, let's see. Yeah, we, we don't have a rating word, do no, we? we'll just have to go to the generic stars. How many stars would you get okay, this book? Okay, well, now that I've changed my view on that there doesn't <laughs> have to be a life changer to be a five, I'm going to go ahead and give this book a five. Okay. I'm going to give it a four and a half, and the only reason is because, like any other autobiography or memoir, you know, there's, uh, some people say some of her stories aren't, don't add up or whatever, and Mm -hmm. I'm not saying I doubt her at all, I'm Mm -hmm. not saying that at all, and, but to me, it was about a four and a half, um, Mm -hmm. there was a, you know, but I, and there were I, I got to be honest with you. She's so smart. Mm-hmm. There were some passages in there, passages in there that were a little over my head. I don't know if mm-hmm. you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like if you, if you had that experience. Yeah, there were a few things that she said that I'm like, uh, the way it was worded mm-hmm. was a little confusing, and I yeah. wasn't quite sure exactly what she was trying to yeah. say. But that was maybe two or three. I times almost felt her work. intelligence, the way she wrote some of it, was I was like, wow, that was very intelligent. But I don't know what you meant. Well, by and that. she said she had to learn how to write a novel. She's so yeah. used to academic writing that she had to teach herself and had to have other people help her learn how to write like a memoir. I, I could see that. So I it was, I thought, to me, it was an excellent book. I highly recommend mm-hmm. it. It was, and I hate to say it was entertaining because I hate mm-hmm. someone else's tragedy. It was, it was entertaining for me. But yes, but it was very intriguing mm-hmm. and just to see her story and it ended on a positive and negative note. The mm-hmm. positive is she got out of the abusive situation. Mm-hmm. She now has a PhD. You know, she now mm-hmm. can be productive she's, and happy. She seems almost 
pretty famous. You can yeah, find, you, she's you been on Google Oprah, her and she's CNN. been all over the place. Yeah, she's yeah. been on every major news mm-hmm. uh, station, every major talk show. Mm-hmm. But the negative is she can't she's estranged, she's estranged from, her from her family and her so mom it's almost and dad, like her mom even wrote a counter book that's what i was getting ready to ask you i actually <laughs> Which, wanted to close with that i was going to mention Which i thought that was funny so her mom writes a book to basically discredit everything that yes. she said you know yeah, like, like none of it, this is true yeah that she, they, they did yeah. get an education yeah. and she was oh and abused. i love how her dad all through the book would say see i told you our homeschooling worked how else would you get that on the act in house would you get into yeah Harvard? the dad takes you know, credit for he takes all, credit even like, though he was always saying yeah, he, he didn't was want a, them going to school he's against uh, he's very anti-education very anti-education but yet when she got into education. harvard and and brigham young it was all, oh yeah. i told you our homeschooling work yeah blah, blah, blah. how else would they have got those scores in the act we have wonderful homeschooling right yeah but, that was funny. so i'm just curious would you read the book that the mother wrote i i think i would just cringe at everything she said <laughs> yeah. just knowing how she sat and watched her daughter be uh so many times she sat and watched her daughter be abused and just mm-hmm. turned a blind eye it just makes me so angry and tara you know through the book she talks about just trying to come to terms with the fact that her own mother would not protect her yes. in these situations and, and that's that so hurtful that i just can't even imagine yeah i think i would cringe through i want someone just to sit down and go so basically here's what I, basically what i think it the book boils down to is her saying no it's nothing like she said i don't think she denied that some stuff went on but okay, not the mother's book not, yeah. yeah the mother's book mm-hmm. not nearly as bad as tara said and she goes into how she raised her kids and how she educated them and and then they're supposedly oh, so you, sounds like you've read a summary i, I did okay. i have Do you and know she, the name of it no okay and she also goes into a lot about or her herbs and oh, of course, um, yeah. essential oils and how her business got started and what the properties of each so just knowing that what type of person she is no i don't think i could ever read that book could okay you read it? i just would like to read some of it just to see, her mom sounds like a nutcake to me uh, yeah. i just anyway. think she's been so brainwashed by the husband mm-hmm. Uh, and I, 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 one thing I think would be really interesting to get into is religion and and how close, how easy it is to become brainwashed through religion. Yeah. And we're we're religious people. Don't get yeah. me wrong, but I, I'm just saying it's I, there's just a fine line sometimes between a cult. Yes. And religion. And true. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, anything else you want to say before we close? No, I just really enjoyed the book, and um, I would I, highly, I would recommend highly, it. highly recommend it. And like I said, we both agree it was one of those books that we could not quit listening to because right. it was so fascinating, very fascinating, uh, very fascinating. So, all right. Well, I think our next podcast we're going to do a little white lies. That's going to be a fun one. It's going to be fun because yeah. it was a fun read. It was I a really funny, funny. It book i loved it can't wait to talk about it i can't it, either so. it's a good one all right well until next time this is angie this is joy and i messed that one up didn't i that's okay <laughs> we'll try it again we'll yeah. see you next time on twin, twin talk, talk.